What's up, guys? It's Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 241 of Strong the Iron Will Way, the official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So most of you guys probably don't know this because it wouldn't really have been relevant to mention any time before, but a couple months ago we got suckered in to rescuing a couple kittens from the local animal shelter. Uh, they are two brothers. They're wild, crazy little boys. Um, and so they are in... Right now, because we have a savage adult cat upstairs and my dog, Curtis, and the little kittens don't particularly get along just yet. They're down in uh, the basement now. It's a finished basement, so don't think we have them locked away in some dungeon. Um, So they spend most of the day down there. We'll go down there a couple times throughout the day to spend some time with them, play with them. When the dog is at daycare and the cat is outside, we'll let the kittens have the roam of the house. So one of the things that my son John and I like to do with the kittens is play something that he calls uh, kitten ball. So I'll sit on one side of the room, he'll sit on the other side of the room, and we'll take like a tennis ball or a ping pong ball, and we'll throw it back and forth. And typically the cats will try to snatch the ball out of midair or tackle it and tumble on it while it's on the ground or any version of kind of a attack these cats will do so you you know what what it looks like right the cats kind of lie in wait on the side kind of hiding behind something and tapping their feet a little bit and then all of a sudden bam they jump on it and they go flying through the air it's pretty awesome so we've played that for a few days in a row and the cats have a pretty good percentage of getting the ball when whenever they actually try um, they probably try one out of every three or four um you know, every time, every third or fourth throw, they'll make an attempt to get it. They watch it a few times just to kind of get the timing, and then they go for it. So last night, John's like, hey, what if we take two balls, right? Then they could have a better chance of getting it, and they would probably go after it more. And then if both cats are playing, they could even each get one. So just kind of make the game more fun because there'd be more... It's it's mostly fun when they actually catch the ball and intercept it, not just John and I throwing it back. So we start throwing two balls at a time. Sometimes John throws one, I throw one at the same time. Sometimes we both throw two. After about 20 minutes, I realize they're barely even trying to get it because their head is looking at one and then it's looking at the other and they don't even know which one to jump after. Uh, sometimes they start jumping after one and then they glance over and see the other one, and they kind of redirect midair, and they miss it, miss them both. So over the course of 20 minutes, they probably intercepted like two or three balls compared to like 20 that they would normally do. I mean, it was a dramatic difference. So the two things that were noticeable is they were trying less because they were kind of confused about which direction to go in. And then two, even when they did go, they kind of got distracted by the other one. So... I think you guys can see where I'm going with this, but this is such a lesson in single-mindedness, and I'm going to give you a couple examples of where this I see this happening in real life all the time, and why this lesson is so important to learn. So when one area is obviously one of our main focuses here is the whole strength and fitness health arena. This is very common when someone has several goals at one time. So this is the person that wants to, let's say, lose weight and get really strong. And um, let's just actually, let's just start with those two. Now, mind you, the more complicated and the more goals you have at the same time, the harder this will be. So I'm using an example of two 
balls during kitten ball, and it, sa- it sabotaged the game big time. Imagine if we had three balls or four balls, it would have been even worse. So when someone has two simultaneous goals that they're trying to achieve, we're already splitting our focus in half. Imagine if we add a third or fourth one, okay? So let's just look at, and, and, uh, and as human beings, we have a really good way of justifying things, and then we can make everything feel okay. So I'll give you an example on that one. Uh, we want to lose weight, so we know what's involved with losing weight. We want to get stronger, and we know what's involved with getting stronger. Now let's just get, let, we might not know what's involved with those. So let me give you an example of something. If, if a person is losing weight, now, mind you, I'm not saying these are actually accurate depictions, but I'm just, you, you'll get the idea. The person who's losing weight is thinking, I need to eat, start eating less, smaller portions, less food, because I'm uh, overweight and i got to cut calories. Now, in order to get stronger, though, you need to eat maintenance calories or even more, preferably more. Obviously, you want to be eating healthy and eating frequently, okay? So, I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to eat frequently. I'm not going to miss meals. I'm going to eat healthy, make sure I get all my calories. But at the same time, I kind of want to lose weight, and part of me thinks I should be cutting calories. So now, when it comes time to eat that fifth meal that we're feeling lazy about eating, but I need to eat it because I want to get stronger, as I'm starting to prepare that meal, but I really don't want to, the part of me that wants to lose lose weight says, well, wait a minute, we're trying to lose weight, so we should actually be cutting calories, so it wouldn't be that bad if you skipped this meal. It'd actually be helpful towards the losing weight part. So I skipped the meal. But then tomorrow morning, I'm like, oh, wait, I still want to get stronger, so I better eat a big breakfast. So I'm flip-flopping between two goals, and I'm, I, both of those goals have different requirements and demands, so I'm going to do a shitty job at both. I'm probably not going to lose much weight because I'm still eating too much to um, lose weight, but I'm not eating enough to get particularly stronger. See what I'm saying? So this happens in all kinds of... Um, in the fitness industry, in the fitness person, in the pursuit of fitness, this happens all the time because we're trying to do too many things at the same time. Okay, so we need to acknowledge if our main focus at first is getting stronger, which I think it should be, because then the metabolism will kick in because of the newly acquired muscle mass, and we will start to lose weight and so forth in the future. But you get the idea. Have one goal at first, one primary goal. You can have under other un- underlying goals. But make your decisions based on whatever that first goal is. Um, and understand that the other goals will, you will not proceed in that direction as fast because that's a secondary goal. Uh, probably an even better example is with kind of career and life stuff. So a very common thing I'll see in the personal trainer world is when someone, let's say, leaves um, a job as a server or a bartender or something like that and they want to become a trainer um, it's always difficult to start a job as a trainer because you typically don't walk into a salaried position okay you have to have a certain number of clients to make a certain amount of money and usually when you start at a gym uh, you're gonna only have a few clients so there's always a transitional period between you know you kind of walk the line of two jobs for a while so it's very con- there's that got to be some point where you pull the trigger and commit to the training job let's just use that as an example but what happens a lot is we hit this middle point where the person is like seeing their training sessions go up and up and up. They're not quite at the point where that alone could pay the bills, but they're afraid to leave the other job, this the job that's helping pay the bills, because if that job goes away, they won't be able to pay the bills. But what's happening there 
is because they won't leave the server job. They are not freeing up their time and more importantly their mind to focus on getting the 10 more clients they need to make it as a trainer. So they get stuck in this limbo forever, okay? Um, this is the same concept as like burning the ships, right? There's there's stories of uh, captains that would, you know, um, go to a certain island to take it over and they would burn their own ships so they had no choice but to win and be victorious or else they couldn't turn around and go home. That's kind of what you got to do at some point. So you can't make a rash decision and quit your job and then go start your new venture but at some point you will have to pick something and be single-minded about it so this happened with me as well when i first opened the gym the ironwell strength studio was a small personal training studio at the time and i was working another job kind of simultaneously and finding it very very difficult to put all of my energy into one or the other because i wanted to do a great job at both so I felt like one always had a sacrifice, so I was doing a bit of a mediocre job at two things. Um, when I was done with the other job, I found all of a sudden I had all this free time and energy and mental space to pour everything into the studio, and I was able to accelerate the results at that point so like five times faster than it had been growing because I was able to commit full mental resources and energy and time into it. So I see the same thing happen when I have those coaches that think, oh, I want to, I don't want to leave my other job because I'm scared. I will sit down and we'll do an analysis of how much, how many more sessions they need, how much money they need. And then we'll make a decision to pull the trigger, get out of that other position. And then with that time, commit energy and focus into getting those clients. And without fail, those numbers shoot up almost immediately. But when the person is hesitant to do that and they hang on for too long, we see them kind of float in this uh, middle area for a long time. So my point would be if you are finding that you are not performing particularly well in any area that you're trying to be successful in, take a look and see how many things you're trying to do really well at the same time. Now, some of them are not optional, right? If you're parenting, and trying to get in shape or you're parenting and trying to start a business like you're gonna have to split some focus between those two but make sure that you're not focusing on two things that are kind of similar but pulling you in different directions and do them one at a time you know get really strong first then lose weight lose weight first get really strong second one or the other but be be kind of single-minded in your focus um, and this is also again just to stress is particularly true even in a business when you're trying to let's say in the beginning of a business stage you're trying to grow your business um, what what's priority right is it is it becoming really good at performing the business uh, again if I use training as an example if you're a beginning trainer um, maybe you're just honestly not quite that good of a trainer yet right so if you're not as busy as you want maybe you're just not that good so you want to spend more time just learning about training and becoming an awesome trainer. Now, if you're at an intermediate stage in your business where you're actually a good trainer, but you're just not busy enough, there's probably just not awareness of you and your brand. So you need to spend your efforts not learning how to be a better trainer, but making sure that people know who you are and what you're all about. So step up your social media game, step up your uh, like personal appearances, get involved in things in the community, let, let people know who you are, advertise, market, get your name out there. So at that point, your primary focus is getting noticed. So if you all of a sudden have an opportunity to go uh, to a week-long workshop about how to improve the biomechanics of the squat, 
you don't go to that because you already know that. You would need to go to a workshop about marketing and social media or spend your time doing public appearances. If you're the beginning trainer and you need to get better at training, don't spend your time on ads and marketing and getting word of mouth out there when that wouldn't be very helpful for somebody that's not actually that good at their craft yet. So I think you get where I'm going with this, but um, that's it. Uh, have a wonderful day, you guys.